Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Mosley, Euro stepping through a uh, Monday afternoon. Kind of dreary, kind of dreary out. Bryce Cherry, he's do, he does the Euro step, and uh, he's excited about his Houston Texans. Astros, the year did not end as he'd hoped. Sees the Rangers win a world title, but the Texans kind of have a little something going here. And uh, Bryce, welcome to the show. I noticed you had a Euro step. You you go you retweet, and then later you referred to a Euro step in that Baylor game. Somebody, I'll have to look mm. back here. Somebody made a Euro step on their way to a layup, and you uh, yeah. you mentioned it. So lots of Euro steps yesterday. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, I guess blame Manu Ginobili. He he's the one that kind of uh popularized it so yeah uh it's, it's a thing it's everywhere yeah and uh you were watching the running bulldogs i did not like seeing gardner webb hang around as long as they did although it's not all bad get a little challenge and then put them away down the stretch but that was uh that was uh good to see eve miss Misi, uh bryce we've never seen anyone We've seen good big men at Baylor. We haven't seen a freshman come in and look like this. Like, it just doesn't yeah. happen. We've seen great freshmen, even late lately with Keontae and even Jacoby. But I'm talking about a freshman big. This is a different animal. And they can't, right now, they can't even get Everyday John on the court. I mean, I thought Scott's answer last night, I mean, it was honest. And I was kind of like taken aback by it that, that you know, basically saying everyday John is like a, a player coach now. He's emerged as a great leader. But I mean, I basically, I think he's saying right now they can't really get him on the court. Yeah, because obviously, uh, Meese's doing what he's doing. And then uh, you got uh, Josh O'John Wuna, or as we call him, Old John Werner. Uh, um, <laughs> those two guys are doing a pretty good job as a as a center platoon there. And um, yeah, you're right about Eve. I mean, he's on a different level. Uh, I mean, they throw an alley oop pass to him three seconds into the game. I mean, that's just ridiculous. Uh, I called him a highlight waiting to happen. I think I also called him uh, the world's tallest energy drink. Um, yeah, he's just, he's fun, dude. I mean, uh, and absolutely. I was talking with old John Werner at lunch recently, uh, and was saying, you know, can you remember a a big man like this? And we were, we were struggling to come up with anybody that, I mean, obviously Isaiah Austin was a good big man as a freshman and, and, um, but he was a very different kind of player than Eve is. Eve's got that that bounce and that athleticism and, uh, you know, just the shot blocking. He challenges everything. Um, it's it's a different uh, animal, but, I mean, it actually brought back, like, sort of Brittany Griner vibes to me, just the way he challenges shots and stuff. Uh, he's He's got that kind of uh, otherworldly shot blocking potential, I think, for Baylor. And then, you know, the dunks, man. I mean, he's just, uh, you know, he had five buckets yesterday and four of them were on alley-oop dunks. So uh, he's going to be a, a favorite, I think, on Sports Center. 
Um, and then, you know, obviously he's going to have some more developing that he has to do. Uh, they got it to him in the post one time and he tried a kind of a little pivot jump hook and, and missed. And so, I mean, I think, you know, in terms of, uh, post moves, he's, he's, you know, going to have, uh, some work to do. Um, but as a rim runner, he's, he's there already. Yeah. As much as I love Flo, he's already even skill wise, block shot wise, everything. He he's just so far ahead of him skill wise. And Flo had a great career. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, this guy is amazing. Fifty nine twenty five, the Bears lose on the road to K State. I is there a way you bring Dave Arenda back? Is there any? I mean, I feel like you're like me. You've tried to paint scenarios for how to do it although the thing i keep coming back to is one in if they go one in seven at home i mean that's just that's disastrous that that's just kind of i mean that really does take you back to the kevin Steele, dave roberts i mean that that's you know it's just pitiful uh and i couldn't believe they were having to do the whole blue bonnet battle thing today mac and dave in the midst of all these coaches getting fired and not knowing what Aranda's status is going to be. Uh, hey, let's have a, a Zoom call where we celebrate this new trophy. And and I'll I'll ask you about that in a minute because I know I don't think you love it. I don't quite understand it myself. Although I kind of like those student government people just coming up with stuff and pushing it through. I kind of admire that. Um, but this, I mean. Is there? A, how do you bring Oranda back? Like, how? What's the argument you make? Because I kind of think I know what they're trying to get ready to do, which is an enormous NIL push. Which some people will say, why are they just now doing it? Well, you know, because now they have fallen apart and they have to do it, right? But right, I I don't know how you bring him back. I want him well, back because I like the guy a lot. But I'm just saying, you go one and seven at home, everybody gets fired generally. It's a tough sell. There's there's no question that it's going to be a tough sell to the fan base. That said, I do feel like, uh, and I don't want to, I don't want this to come across the wrong way, but I I don't think Mac Rhodes cares what you know the Baylor fans think. And, and what I mean by that is he's going to make up his own mind on this. And uh, I don't think that. Um, Mac wants to get rid of Dave. Uh, now, so so to me, that's the path back. Uh, absolutely, you're going to have to see some cleaning of the house if he does come back uh, from a coordinator standpoint. I, I mean, I think we all can see the writing on the wall that um, if Dave is back, that, that Jeff Grimes will not be back. Um, that Baylor offense has been terrible. Defense hasn't been a lot better. And then, you know, you do have, if you want to, like, search for excuses, I guess, is, you know, is what we would be doing here. Uh, the youth is a thing. I mean, there's no question that they're playing an abundance of young, you know, guys, freshmen and sophomores. Um at this point, you'd like them to be playing a lot better than they are. Um, but, I mean, that, that I think, has contributed to what we've seen on the field this year. But, uh, 
I mean, obviously, if you do bring him back, I mean, they're going to have to win and and probably win fairly big next year. Yeah, and it's hard to see it happening. It's hard to, you know, you see Jimbo get fired, $78 million. What do you think Dave's would be? I was trying to do that in my head. He probably has about five years left on that new deal. It was a long-term deal that they did after the 21 season. Um, I have to think it's like six or seven mil a season. So, in a sense, and, and of course, he would get a defensive coordinator job immediately, and it would off, so that would offset it by as much as, because I bet there are offsets, unlike Jimbo's. I bet he has offsets, yeah. right. which would help Baylor by almost as much as half per year if he gets it. So, I mean, Baylor can't do what A&M does and, and be just paying off $78 million and just crazy stuff like that, but they can come up with the money if they need to. But the hard part is you've got to go find a whole new staff, and, and, and I don't know what exactly that would look like. I mean, A&M can, is, is coming from a different pool than Baylor would. Not that Baylor couldn't get a good one, right? But, they're, but A&M's like starting at, well, we'll pay you eleven or twelve million. Landing or whoever comes here, we'll go. You know, they they've shown they're gonna, and they may be wrong about it. But I, I again, I don't. Yeah, I just don't know how they do it. I don't know. I don't know how you go one and seven at home, and you bring back the same guy. I, on the other hand, I like him, and I, I in the old school way of doing things is to let people go through some bad years, and you know, Grant had his ups and downs. I mean, you know, you used to kind of stick with people. But that's just not the world we live in. Like, how do you fire up the NIL based on what we just saw? Like, you know, yeah, yeah I, I don't, I don't, I don't know how people are going to be excited about giving to this. It's a great question, and uh, and you're right. I, I think it's a it's a problem. Um, so I mean, it's you know, it's something that Matt Rhodes is going to have to work through for sure, and. Um, you know, I, I wrote earlier in the year kind of a, a a column where I gave Dave sort of a very shaky vote of confidence. Obviously, they uh, haven't done much since that, uh, since I wrote that. Um, and, uh, you know, again, I, I think um, in talking with Mac, I mean, I don't I don't think it, he, he really wants to pull the plug, but you're right. His hands may end up being tied and so we'll see how it all goes i mean i do understand like you know you're talking about jimbo the timing of of why a and m did it when they did it because nowadays with a december signing date you know you do see a, a few more in-season firings because yes uh, because you know they have to get the ball rolling when it comes to recruiting because it comes so early so, uh, you know, if if you are Baylor and you are going to pull that plug, you know, might as well be sooner than later. All right. And the Blue Bonnet Battle Trophy, <laughs> I'm, I'm not sensing you're totally on board with that. So um, I've got a column written that I'm writing for tomorrow. Uh, it's kind of a notes column, just about different things, Jimbo and – uh, and yes, the blue bonnet battle. And, uh, yeah, I just, 
basically called it like I see it, and I said, it's lame. That's a, it's a really lame name. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, student governments, but uh, that's the best you could do. I would say reconvene and come up with something better. I do actually come up with some stuff in my column. I'll, I'll share a few with you, but, you know, like how about the I-35 collision? I mean, you know, uh, you know, that's, hey, that's I've, I've had one of those. That's a little too on the nose for some of us. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of different ways you can uh-huh. go. But uh, Blue Bonnet Battle, and I thought it was so funny. Uh, I asked Dave about it, and, of course, he was, you know, he was sort of political, as you know, as you would expect. Uh, but, he, I mean, he talked about being on the Zoom and seeing all the enthusiasm and uh, passion of the kids that were on there and how that really fired him up. And then eventually he got around to the name, which I'd asked him about. And, uh, and <laughs> he could not stop smiling for one thing, uh, which you could just see the tongue in cheek and, and basically just said, yeah, you know, uh, I drive on 35, just like you guys do. It's, uh, it's very beautiful. Uh, he said, it's, it's interesting for it to be associated with football. <laughs> interesting was the word he chose. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, boy, that I jumped on there for a little bit just to kind of see what was going on. It was a Zoom. I really didn't, I didn't really have because it, it didn't seem like the proper time to start getting in with Mac or Dave about the you know the state of the football program. But the whole thing was just kind of strange timing on all of it and um and that was that was uh also funny to see coach colin come out and say uh let's see during her press conference today uh ask about the blue bonnet battle said it doesn't sound real tough (laughs) (laughs) well look i'm i'm from blue bonnet country and and even yeah. I say it's lame, you know. <laughs> I mean, it's not. It just doesn't sound like a, a like a football game. But you know, whatever. I mean, uh, I don't think Baylor and TCU fans are going to be calling it that. No, not at all. Now, what about this uh, volleyball? I got kind of excited about the Crawford situation, but any mm-hmm. of the, any of this by district football as we get in the area around, which of these teams do you? sense right now is is kind of gearing up for a long run i hated to see you know some of our schools aren't going to be around with us this postseason like normal like a crawford in football crawford volleyball is awesome um any of these teams uh i I was looking at uh let's see valley mills um and then uh that the ending uh the 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 end of axel's perfect season i mean there were some really interesting things that happened uh, this past weekend what's what's got your attention right now of these local schools i would say you know the, the usual suspects are the ones that have the staying power uh and that would be teams like um well i started to say china spring i mean china spring had a little bit more of a tussle than you would, might expect in in the first round that said they do have the experience of having won it two years in a row and they have, you know, the best quarterback in Central Texas in Cash McCollum. I mean, he's got 40-some-odd 40, 40 touchdown passes, like three interceptions on the season. Uh, North Texas got a good one there. Um, Lorena 
is another one that I think is building uh, as the season has progressed. And I think, you know, the Leopards are going to be a tough out for anyone. Uh, they, they opened a lot of eyes when they beat Franklin, you know, earlier in the, in the season. Um, and then Mart. I mean, how can you not, you know, put Mart up there? Mm-hmm. Uh, they're a machine. And, you know, I, I think probably haven't been talked about enough this season. Uh, highly motivated, I would say, given the way last year ended getting to the state game and losing. So, yeah, you know, I, I think those are the, the usual suspects, but you mentioned some other teams like uh, Valley Mills that really mm-hmm. uh, was a, was kind of a surprise. I mean, I say it was a surprise. So DJ, Chad, and I all picked Axel to win. That said, we talked them, we talked up Valley Mills on our podcast last week and said that this this was going to be a really good game and um, and I, I like what Coach Featherston's doing out there with it, Valley Mills. They're they're peaking at the right time, so uh, that was a good win for the Eagles. Maybe maybe their best football win since the days of Donnie Sadler. How about that? Ooh, whoa, that is big. Teague, I thought Teague had a real breakthrough. That ended up being quite a game, 29-27. Kind of had my eye on that one. I always like the Waco Trib headlines, too. You're probably behind some of that. You you can't resist, like, if somebody has a Apple Springs or whoever that is, You have it has to be so-and-so chops down Apple Springs. So that is not lost on me. Somebody's back there having fun with the headlines, and so I – I always appreciate that, Bryce. I I want you to embrace this uh this uh this blue bonnet deal. I'm kind of I'm trying to kind of rally the troops a little bit, uh, and um, I think I'm going to get on board the blue bonnet battle. It's got a little it's got a good sound to it. It really it, it got good alliteration. So this is I, I think I'm going to I think I'm going to jump on board. But I appreciate uh, appreciate the time. Uh, I'm kind of like Dave Aranda. Appreciate the question, Bryce. <laughs> All right, Matt. I appreciate it. And, uh, you know, I think you could probably go down to Spice Village and get one of those Blue Bonded Battle trophies and, uh, you know, put it on your wall and say live, laugh, love on it and look real nice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that is. Is that over by Nymphas? Is that Spice? Yeah, is that what that yeah. is? Yeah. <laughs> All kinds of trinkets and treasures in there yeah yeah i prefer a place called cracker barrel for my trinkets all right (laughs) spice (laughs) i don't want to go to the spice village all right there's another place down the way a little uh what is it crickets and then there's another place down there boy if it's about 1 or 30 in the morning you talk about a dark place but there's some bar over there and they'll try to sell you some pickle shots or something. I had to explain to them. I'm just that's where the Waco Trib is located. We're above. Oh yeah, yeah. I I literally was over there. It's called Trojan something. I I, I was over there looking. I literally was asking them if they would make me a ham sandwich one night, and they were like, "We don't. Sorry, we don't have any food. We do have pickle shots." <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, Bryce. I'll talk all to you right. soon. Okay. All my best. Bryce Cherry, sports editor, the Waco Trib.